Performance Cooperative presents Miranda. Act One, Scene Two. Room 19. May drops her bag on the floor and collapses on the bed. Hal carefully locks the door behind them and looks out onto the parking lot from behind the curtain. What are you doing? Hmm? Hal? Just checking. Checking what? Why are you being so weird? He said truckers stay with them. He said hardly any truckers come by anymore since they built the beltway. Do we have any weed left? Are you spiraling again? I am not spiraling. Ugh, entertain me. Excuse me? I'm getting antsy. Do we have any weed left? We couldn't just fucking sneak weed in through the Canadian border, man. Wow, okay. That's so dumb. Why would you even ask me Sorry, that? Sorry, just trying to kill the time. Hal goes to the other bed and sits. Hey, do you think that guy Grayson smoked? <clears throat> meth. What? He probably smokes meth. Ugh, you're being classist. Did you see what he was doing to his mom when we walked in? Yo, what the fuck? fuck oh, was that? That was insane. They probably are all on meth. Remember Stacy Bridgeway? She tried meth once. Are you serious? Oh yeah, Montana meth project videos didn't work on her, I suppose. She was always a type anyway. Oh my god. She mate. said meth was like having a six hour long orgasm while getting punched in the face repeatedly. <laughs> are we sure she didn't just get punched in the face repeatedly? <laughs> oh my god. Remember when she did shrooms? There are bees, bees in, in my teeth. teeth. There, there are bees, bees May and Hal laugh uproariously. The lights surge and blink. May doesn't seem to notice, but Hal does. He stops laughing abruptly and looks up at the overhead lights. Meanwhile, from offstage, Middle Miranda and young Grayson clean up the motel. Grayson! What? What? Mom! I'm going to call the mechanic later. Why? You know, see if there are any updates. He said he couldn't get the part until Tuesday, Hal. There's literally no point calling him again. You don't know that. God, Maymay, what are we going to do until Tuesday? There's nothing to do in this shit town, and we don't have a fucking car. There's, like, no cell service. We don't even have any weed. We could try math. May. Oh, come on, Hallie. Lighten up, please. I have to get back to work. You hate work. So I don't hate money. We should ask that Grayson guy if he has anything to smoke. He seemed chill. He was beating his mother. I mean, besides that. And what was wrong with that woman? His mom. If she's even his mom. What? She was wearing just a slip. Like, wasn't she freezing? She has dementia. Don't be rude. But why is she there? Why was she just sitting there? It doesn't look like this guy takes very good care of her. He was beating her with a magazine. We should call someone. We should call someone and get out. Hal, you're such a mess. Can you fucking relax for a second? This place is creepy. No, it's not creepy. It's boring. There's a difference. We could have stayed at the Best Western with a pool and gym, but you said it was too expensive. It was too expensive. Then don't bitch. In protest, Hal mimics May behind her back, then starts looking around the room. May's attention returns to her phone. Hal goes over to the bedside table and pulls open the drawer. He reaches in and grabs the Bible, which looks like it's missing a few pages, and has a dark stain on the front. Oh, what a lovely blood-splattered Bible. Or coffee. Hal drops the Bible back into the drawer and shuts it, moving over to the window in the back of the room by the kitchen suite, facing out against the forest. He draws back the curtains, and the rods just fall clean off the window into the floor. Oh, good. Good, we didn't need those. He looks out the window to the forest. Yep, 
We didn't need the curtains to hide the death forest out back. <laughs> Ow! Hal returns to the bed. The minute his back is to the window, Miranda's face appears in it. She stares at Hal and May, who is looking at her phone and doesn't notice. Miranda walks away. She is quickly replaced by young Grayson, who looks into the room. He cannot see May or Hal, and they cannot see him. At that moment, May looks up at the window and sees the forest. Maybe we can go for a hike when it stops raining. Doubtful. Hal throws back the covers from his bed and jumps away in horror. Ah! What? Oh, there is a fucking hair in the sheet, May. Oh my god, that's it. I really can't stay here. I can't stay here. I don't like it. These white trashy trash people are going to kill us. You are so fucking paranoid. Why? Because most hate crimes are perpetrated by rural white people. May May, it is white up here. I mean, this town barely has a name. This place looks like the set of a Supernatural episode. Just a bunch of white folks getting their hands up in the devil's balls. Supernatural? I bet none of these people have even met a gay person. Did you hear what that guy said out there? He said the word fabulous. He said we talked fast. Fabulous fast talking. You know, they're gonna ask you where you're from. May glares at him. They're gonna ask you where you're from? Hush, white boy. May. May. They're gonna ask you. Jesus, Hal! You are such a city slicker! You weren't this uptight when that Airbnb guy canceled on us on Prince Edward's Island! As May and Hal continue, the edges of the curtains on the floor float upwards. Held down by the broken rods, they wave lazily in the air. Neither May nor Hal notice this. The door to their room swings open in another time. Young Grayson walks on. Mom! Jesus Christ, could you answer me for once? Grayson! Mom, you can't just do that. Young Grayson strides out of the room and slams the door behind him. We can hear him fighting with his mom off stage. You can't just call my name from halfway across the house and then disappear, and when I try to find you, you don't answer me. I got distracted. Stop yelling at me. God, what, what did you want? Don't go in room 19 for a while. That's what you wanted to tell me? Just don't. Fine. God. You understand me? What's the big deal? I was just in there. The curtains float gently back to the floor. You are? Yes. Oh. Well, just don't go in there again. Hal launches himself into his bed, throwing the covers dramatically over his body. He turns the television on and turns the volume way up. Others in the Tuano area reporting that they too saw the branches floating upwards. Though some maintain that it was an effect of the snowstorm that had passed Ew. through early. Snow. Turn it off, Hallie. What? It's interesting. Yeah, right, since when have you been interested in local news? Hal turns off the television, but he has noticed something up on the wall. May? What's that? What's what? That, up in the corner. Where? Right-hand corner of the wall by that picture of the sheep. <sighs> Probably just a water stain, Hal. It looks like a hand. Oh, well, yeah, kinda. How did a water stain end up looking like a hand? Ugh, I don't know. It's creepy. I guess it's just the pipes in this fuckhole of a motel. Hal lies back, concerned, staring up at the wall. May continues looking at her phone. The lights flicker and surge. Did you see anything in there? What? Or, like, notice anything? No, Mom. Okay. Good. The curtains begin to rise again. May? Whoa, my cousin graduated yesterday. In the middle of November? That doesn't make any sense. 
I hate her dress. Did you say my name? Never mind. Miranda was written by Tanara Kalem and directed by Krista Thorpe. Audio engineering by Josh Hartman, with thanks to Mike First and Triforce Audio. Act 1, Scene 2 featured the voices of Annie Fang, Drew Carroll, Linnea Bond, Simon Kiley, and Sarab Hagverdi. This podcast production was made possible by the City of Philadelphia's Office of Arts, Culture, and the Creative Economy and the Philadelphia Cultural Fund. Presented by Lupine Performance Cooperative.